Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Praise the Lord. Every day, no matter what, we are going to praise the Lord. And we are told to praise the Lord and to give thanks to him every day. In everything, not for everything, but in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So before I get started, I am going to pray. And then I'm just going to let my soul pour itself out. I just feel that today I have no notes. I don't have anything. But I have a heart. And it belongs to him. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, it is you that I come before today and I bow before you. And Lord, it is with exceptional joy that I come before you. Yet, Lord, I come in the fear of the Lord, taking nothing for granted. And I lay myself out flat before you. I'm only a vessel. And therefore, I ask that you overflow. I pray for an inflooding of your Holy Spirit in this vessel. And I pray that you will be magnified and that your name, your name will be praised in this message. Lord, I'm totally leaning on you. And I believe that's exactly what you want. And let, let all those today that will be listening, you speak to them, Lord. It's you that they want to hear after all, not me. But my heart is in your hands. And I surrender all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All of us since October 7 have been on edge. We have, in a way, not in a way, I think in a, in a huge way, the whole world has been shaken up by what is happening in Israel. And nothing feels like it was the same before, and I don't think it ever will be. I know it won't be. And we, it feels like in an instant, have become different people, haven't we? Our eyes are not on the norm anymore. Our eyes are not on anything, but our eyes are looking up. We're looking upward. We And even those who have been lukewarm and sitting on the fence are looking up. We're watching things happen right before our very eyes. And they are scary. And there's so much fear going around. And, you know, I'll tell you, for the first, I mean, up until, I guess, I think today was my real day. I woke up, I felt sorrowful. Oh, yes, I was sorrowful on the 7th and on the 8th, on the 9th and 10th, throughout the whole week. Do you know something? I don't want the norm. I don't want to be, I don't want to do the as is. 
I, wa I want to run in the path of the commandments in these very last moments. And I want to be one of those people that are out there. Because I have such a heart that I want to be one of those people out there that are like, I've been practicing my whole life and I'm ready for the Lord. I think about Jesus who practiced his entire life to go to that cross. There's an end and there is a be there's a beginning and an end to everything. And you know, lately I was talking to a friend this morning and I was we were both sharing about all these fears that are coming upon our nation, you know, with things that the FBI director is warning us about and I'm getting emails from people that are strong believers, have been serving Christ all their life, and they're saying we're afraid of what's coming. And we're we're just there, you know. We are, we're just there. And all this this uh impending doom and what are we gonna do when we're overtaken and our cities are overtaken and and there's no government on our side that will stand for us. We are just like this nation is is come to an end exactly the same way that Israel's nation when they came went into captivity it says in lamentations i don't have it before me no notes today but does it really matter i mean come on does it really matter i have one scripture right here in case i don't say it right just one There is this shift that happened that I mentioned last time. And we're reading the word differently. And we're actually seeing, and I was going to say the Lamentations uh, verse, I'll say it one second. And we're just like them, the Israelites. And now they're going, they went into captivity. And now Jeremiah writes in Lamentations. We looked all day unto a nation that we thought that could save us. And we're at the end. And there's all this, this so many eschatological outcomes, meaning prophecy outcomes. It's so all over the place. There are a thousand videos out there with people giving what their thoughts are. And there are, so many of them are excellent. But I'll tell you something that moved me yesterday because I have spent my entire life studying prophecy. That doesn't make me an expert on nothing. It makes me an expert on nothing at all. It just makes me a student. And as students, we study because we love the Lord. We want to be ready for him. And we know what people we are. We're the last day's people. We, we're it. This is it. How certain things are going to play out, I don't know. I have my doctrine, doc, my eschatology doctrine, pretty firm. But I'll tell you something. What's moving in my heart today is a silence came over me. There was a heaviness and a sorrow, but it was different from the beginning. 
starting on October 7th. And I know that came from God. He wanted me to be quiet. I was listening to J.D. Farag yesterday, and it just gripped my heart because that man stood at that pulpit during his prophecy update, and he cried through most of it. He wasn't pounding his fist about how something's going to come to pass or what he thinks. He he. He knows we're at the end, just like we all do. And I feel like my heart is so understanding, not just an understanding, but there is a knowing that there is an urgency in the time that we have left here on this earth as believers. And our prayers are going to intensify. I don't know when the rapture is going to happen today, tomorrow, the next day. It is imminent. But you know what? Doesn't I just say, and I'll, I'll put it uh, to myself, and maybe this will speak to you. It's like nothing even matters anymore. I love my home, my family, all that stays there. But when I see all these people, through the United, throughout the world. And they're just so angry. And it even says that in the book of Revelation, for the nations were angry. Have you ever seen all the nations more angry than they are today? But you know what? Jesus says, he gave us a parting gift in John 14, 26. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Do not be afraid, neither let your hearts be troubled. I don't look to this government to save us. It says the government will be on his shoulders. And you know what? The government is already on his shoulders for he, Jesus Christ, is ruler of heaven and earth. And he wants us to depend completely on him. And there are terrifying things happening. And you know what? Everything you ever went through in your life, every awful, hard, terrible, awful thing you went through when you were in the deepest darkness, when you walked alone most of your life, when you were completely rejected, when you could find no joy in life, but you still kept picking up your cross daily and following after him. It did something to you. You are not that same person that you were a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. And the entire time you've been serving Christ and pushing. For, I'm not talking about being perfect. In fact, it's good that we fall. It says a righteous man falleth seven times and riseth again. Seven times is perfection. He'll perfect that which concerns you. You know why? Because every single thing that you were fighting your way through losses that you could never get back is because he was building you up, 
so that you will be able to believe upon him in the impossible. God is the God of the impossible. See, we are, it says, uh, here's the one verse I had in Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You know, I, I feel so there, there's a, there's a different kind of strength that's entered in to my own self. And I'm aware of it where I have recently been really saying, Lord, I mean, and I, I, I'll tell you something when I get like that and I'm praying, you know, Jesus and I have a, a, a I, I have a, what's that word? Relationship. Do you know something? I talk to him. I fear him. I bow before him, but he's my friend. He's that friend that has stuck closer than a brother in my whole life. And you know what I say to myself when my heart starts to go south? I say to myself, is that what you think of him? Is that how little you think of him? I'm not chastising myself. I'm not beating myself up, but something rises up in me and I go, no, I think more of you than that, Lord. I don't believe at one point, at any point at all, that any of us have made it through our lives to be here today. And yeah, it's going to be scary. Yes, we're going to see this distress of nations and there is perplexity. Have you never seen more perplexity? Now people are out there screaming and yelling. I think of the, I think of Acts chapter 17 when they went into the, the, the theater at Ephesus and it said there was people rushing into the theater and people were yelling, uh, the worship Diana, the whole thing. And it said, for the most part, people were confused. No one knew why they were there. And so I believe there is this, this mass perplexity and this confusion and people just going in this big humanity current, rushing into the theater of this world, some saying this and some saying that not knowing why they're there. But you know what? I said, I saw this and I, and before I even saw this, I said this to myself. Men's hearts failing them for fear. You know what that literally means? That in Greek means men's souls leaving their body because of fear. And that was a physician's term. That's why Luke used it. That there is a kind of fear coming upon this earth that's rapidly engulfing it. That is going to paralyze people. And it's going to be horrible. This is the beginning. This is the beginning that we have all read about. And you know, I felt so on one hand sorrowful because like JD, he was crying. He was like, there's people on both sides dying. You know, and there's all this pick a side, pick a side. But you know what? It's the Lord Joshua said, 
I chose, you know, choose life or death, choose the Lord. Take a side, pick a side. And because right now there's so many people that have spent their entire Christian life lukewarm. But a time is coming that is going to cause people to get off of that fence and to choose Jesus Christ and to really stand for the Lord of the last days. When we read about the people in Daniel during the tribulation period, it talks about them. They were men of understanding and they they were uh, men that did exploits. And, you know, when really when things are really happening in our life, like just in, in times past, we really feel the metal of what we're what we're made out of when a trial hits we find out exactly how weak our faith is and that is what makes us people of faith you know i think about this too we're here like i was saying for a reason and i was thinking about that scripture in hebrews chapter 12 for we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses and you know i really thought to myself yes we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses that are in heaven that they're up there they're they know what's going on down here for the more part i do believe that but you know what i said to myself because i know so many beautiful believers and i know they fill up all places i said to myself lord we are already surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses by our real brothers and sisters that have been following you all their life and they're they're ready they're ready see these men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth you know i thought of that word failing and i thought but love never fails god never fails and i was like i was kind of like wrestling with the lord this morning and I said, you know, Lord, <clears throat> I said, I don't want to talk about anything anymore that I haven't wrestled in, fought in, touched or tasted or handled. I said, I want everything to be real. Because I don't want anybody to ever say, how do you know? You know what? I listen to the people. I listen to the people that I know have been there. But I'm telling you right now, you know, this morning I woke up and a friend of mine had sent me this picture. And I'm sure many of you have already seen it. Somebody had taken a picture. Nobody knows who it was so far. And they used a filter because they were taking a picture of the eclipse. And out comes this Star of David. So beautiful. So beautiful. And I thought of that scripture again, for there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon. And what do we have there? The sun and the moon. And that star of Israel. The Nazarene. Jesus Christ. I want to share a dream that i had because it's so at the end right now and i believe that uh there's people been waiting for the lord a long time 
most of you, not most, some of you have heard it, but here's how it went. And I had this dream such a long, long time ago. I dreamed, I saw myself, I was in a big city and I'm not a city person, but I was in a city and it was night. And I was walking out of the city and I'm on a sidewalk and I looked and the city was behind me and it's just where I was, was just a street and some street lights, no more city in front of me. And I'm on the sidewalk and to my right, starting at the very edge of the sidewalk was a mountain. And I stopped, I looked at it because I thought, what, there's a mountain? Like, how could a mountain be right here? And so I stopped and I looked up and I couldn't see the top. It just went straight up. I mean, it was like a 90 degree angle. I mean, it just went straight up. And I heard this voice say to me, climb up. And I said, I can't, there's no way. But as soon as I said that, I felt a force lift me up. And next thing you know, I'm play my feet are on top of this plateau. And I'm standing there and I'm looking out and I, I have this immense view of a city that's just spread out. And I see lights. I saw a Ferris wheel. It was like playtime, you know. And then all of a sudden I looked because I could see maybe there was a full moon that night in my dream. But like there was that blue light. And I could see and I looked and I saw spread out from each other these big boulders, like these big rocks. and. They look so strange. And I thought, because they were placed here and he, you know, I mean, like there was like, the, it was not natural. And so I went to go look at one of those big boulders, those rocks. And I peeked in and I saw it carved out. And I saw somebody sitting on the ground with their knees up to their chin and their arms around their knees, but they were waiting. And so I went from boulder to boulder. I think I went to like two or three more and each one had one. And I started to feel this urgency. I knew I needed to hurry up and go find one. I didn't know. I thought there's not enough time to find one. As soon as I said that, there was one right next to me. And so I went in there. And each person was sitting just like that on their, on the bottom, knees up, arms around. And I waited and it was only what it felt like a few seconds. And I looked because I saw a light coming. So I got out of that position I was in and I was on my knees and I poked my head out of that rock and I saw what looked like a troop of angels. And they were wearing these white simple tunics and they were all holding these lanterns up with their hands. You know, like how you do when you're a search, they were like a search party. It was definitely like a search party. And each angel spread out as soon as they got to where all the stone rocks were that we were all hiding in. And I looked and I saw one angel and he stuck his hand out and he pulled a man out of the stone. And he got up really fast and I looked and I, and so I, it would happen to somebody else from my view because I, I can only see a couple. And I knew that they, and they were doing it quickly, like urgently, like, let's go, let's go. And so all of a sudden there is an angel standing right in front of me and he sticks his hand down and he, I stick my hand up and he pulls me up. And it was a very small group of people. And we, there was no word spoken, but we, we hurried, we went with them. There were some behind us. There were some uh, angels we were following. Some behind us meant there was like a couple of these angelic 
post behind us. And then we entered into a cave and then the cave was two, uh, two levels. And so there was us, this little small party of maybe 13, 12 people. We were just a few. And I looked down and I saw at the bottom of the cave and it was like a big space. And there was some people over to the left and they were, some were standing, some were kneeling, some were sitting. And you could feel the energy inside that cave that something was about to happen. Something was coming. And they were looking to that opposite end of the cave like they were waiting for someone to come. And we're up at the top and we're watching what's happening. And so this man comes out, but he wasn't, a, he was just a man, like he was a pastor or somebody. I didn't recognize him, but he was one of God's men. And the people were rejoicing. They were so happy to see him. And he wasted no time and he put his hands up like this. And he said, if any of you have committed any sins that you have not asked God to forgive you for, now is the time to ask him to forgive you. He said, even this strange thing, he said, even if you have so much has taken a Bible from your mother's house, you need to ask the Lord to forgive you. And this woman stood up and she she started crying and running towards him. She said, I did that. I did that. And she began to cry. And, she, and as soon as she did that, everybody was down on their knees. They were crying somewhere on their faces. And we were there just watching. And we knew, all of us knew that Jesus was coming again for us. And these were these last minute things. And, you know, I believe that. So when that man in my dream said, even if you took a Bible from your mother's house, I took that to truly mean after giving it a lot of thought over many days that, see, there's many things that we do that we think is fine. And by our own judgment, we think, well, it's not going to hurt. I mean, it's my mother. It's her Bible. I'm her kid. She's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, whether she reads it or not, whether it's like, see, I took that as meaning go for yourself the things that you think that you might that you have done whether it be in the past or just yesterday or today and that you say by your own thoughts it's not going to matter it just might matter to the lord he wants us to be clean he wants us to be clean and he wants us to be pure and he wants us to be ready and, you know, J.D., while he was crying, he was talking about souls being lost. And, you know, I always have this eternal perspective. And I and I hate to use that postmodern eternal perspective. You know, the Holy Spirit allows us by our spirit somehow to see or to comprehend, rather, eternity. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says, If ye be risen with Christ... Set your mind on things above where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. For when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, ye shall also appear with him in glory. One more dream my friend shared with me. This was years ago. And he even forgot it. And I reminded him. He dreamed that one day he went into a theater and there was almost no one in it. And it obviously was dark. He said, and on the screen, 
he sees a night sky with stars and he sees an ocean and he sees a shore and he sees rockiness, rocky boulders and things on either side of the screen. He said, and then I saw people standing on the shore, but they were all spread out. Every one of them was looking up to the night sky. And he said, all of a sudden I'm in the scene and there we are looking up. Just like my dream, people spread apart, people looking, people waiting, people that are faithful, who know what time it is. You know, I think of that scripture, hide thyself in the rock, return unto the rock from whence you are hewn. And Jesus Christ is our rock. There is an urgency and there is a time now for us to really allow ourselves to let go of everything. I know what we're seeing. It's too much to take. We know Israel's going back in it again. The Gaza invasion, the world exploding with anti-Semitism. Do you know what I believe? God gives us dreams and I've had many. And I'm seeing them all come to pass now from 20, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. They're now coming to pass. And like Corey Ten Boom said, who dreamed a week before her entire family was arrested by the Nazis, she dreamed that a truck pulled up to her house and her whole family was arrested. And a week later, it happened. Later on, when she got out of the concentration camp, she had said, I believe God gives us dreams so that we will know that he has everything under control. He has everything under control. And as things get harder, don't be afraid. Look at that Jewish star. If you haven't seen it, I don't know. I mean, I may use it as a thumbnail. I don't know, but everybody's using it right now. so. I don't know, but it was awesome. And Jesus Christ, what he did for everybody back in those days, since Abraham's day, and through all these thousands of years, God didn't bring us this far for us as his people to be ashamed, to be afraid, to be cowering in a corner. And you know what? I believe this too. God will give us the power commensurate with the day of the evil day. And then when we leave and we go home to be with him, I believe God will give something of this world to remember all of us by. I do believe that, that as it gets more darker and more wicked, that the power of Christ will increase within us and that we will be like men with torches that we will be like those angelic hosts with our lanterns, searching for the lost and compelling them to come in. Amen. I pray that the Lord strengthens you in this last time, lifts you up, fills you full of his power, of his endless life, that you will fear for nothing that you will be like those who will laugh at sudden destruction 
when it comes. And that the you will remember all the glorious things God did for you in your life. And the things that he did throughout all history that declares his great and awesome power. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you always in his sight. For the everlasting God is our refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms.